Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Welcome back, Jordan. Welcome back, Lee. Welcome back, James. Two massive back-to-back wins. And it doesn't just stop there. We've got a massive game coming this Friday. We're going to discuss that, but we have to start at the Emirates. A 3-2 win against United. A last-minute winner from Eddie and Ketia. And there's lots to talk about. There's lots to delve into. And we're just going to get straight into it, people, because it was a massive game for us, a massive win for us. It puts us five points clear of City again after they closed the gap to two points just before our game against Wolves, a 3-0 win. Haaland with his fourth hat-trick of the season, but we lead the way in the Premier League. A few of us went to the game this time round, me, Jordan and Lee. Um, obviously, James um, was at the studio watching it as usual, so... We can all offer our perspectives. Jordan, you did you did actually... Uh, hold, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Turkish. Can I just say something here like that? Did you see Jordan? No. Is that what you're doing, Lee? Is that what you're doing? I do not believe a word this man says. You know what I mean? Like, he was there. <laughs> At least doesn't want proof. I, I would come round and say hello to the guys, you know. You know what? You know, I was I was with a couple of people and we had a situation going on that took up a bit of time before the match. And then I'm just I'm the kind of person, guys, that when the game's finished, I just want to go home. I just it, it was cold. I, I stuffed the two rises. Nobody, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to go home, so I did think. Oh, wonder where those wankers are. But um, I, I, I was like, you, nah. you stayed for the winner, though, yeah. He's the only one that got a try. What? What is this? <laughs> yeah, I was actually dead. I'm still getting the heat. I can't win. He was on the six. He was on the six twenty four from Finsbury Park. Going, oh shit, Eddie. It was the last one. That's what he done. He drove past it. That dude. That dude. I was there. I was there. Goal alert on his. No, no photos on Instagram. No, nothing. No, I haven't seen can, anything. Can, can I just say? Can I just say to the listeners and viewers of AFTV Forever Arsenal podcast? I was there at the Emirates. I had a I had a thoroughly enjoyable time. I saw our left back, whatever his name is. I saw their right back. I saw the players on the pitch. I had a lovely time. I saw all five goals, and I left and went home. Yeah, so. To contrast or to, to, to counter Lee's accusation, I was there at the Emirates 
on Sunday, Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday. Um, <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking, I'm joking. I was there on Saturday and we got a brilliant win against Manchester City. Delighted. It was a great draw, great draw. <laughs> Whatever his name is. I already, yeah. I already walked in and this is uh, because, uh, you know, and sat and he went, what colour, what team are we? What colour <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are we playing in the away kit? He, he celebrated the Rashford goal and went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was in the North Bank. Oh, is it us? <laughs> this is this is slander. Where's my lawyer? This is this is slander of the highest Where's of the Roy? highest echelons. Where's Roy? Roy? Yeah. Oh, well, where's Roy? You don't need him as a lawyer. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, he got well, Turkish off. If we was to enforce Sheroy's rules, then a couple of people would be dropping a point tonight. I mean, no names. Like a, uh, like no a, names. <laughs> no names. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, so let's not talk about Judge Sheroy at the moment because a couple of people need to go under the radar. I just of- think... Like Eddie and Ketia, some of us left it late, but <laughs> we make the show. So <laughs> you know, you just you just gotta allow it. Did, did you, um, did you, uh, James? Did you celebrate Eddie's goal? I'll be really honest. Uh, oh, oh, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I went <laughs> yeah, you're funny. You almost fell for it. My actual honest answer. My honest answer was no. I thought it was offside. Like yeah, the I minute, well. the minute it got to him, I was sat there went because everyone went wild, and we were on the information station, whatever shit name we've got for it on the watch along. Uh, it was me and Issa, and neither of us. We both looked at each other like that's, that's offside. He looks yeah. off, and actually, for what we saw, we were actually right because he was beyond Sandra Martinez. It looked yeah. obviously Wan Bissaka played him on. Um, so obviously at that moment we went mental and the thing I really loved, we didn't have like four five, six minutes of agony after that, because I think the referee recognizing their time wasting and all that blew up quite quickly. There was about two more minutes of play and then he went, that's it. And I'm delighted because Bruno Fernandes, disgrace, David De Gea, disgrace, the, the antics, you know, and, and, and we'll go into the whole toe to toe thing, um, and how United play, because I do think there's some praise for them, but Generally, you know, the, the way they tried to get through that last, which I understand, they tired. Um, but I'm glad the referee didn't sort of then reward them with like six minutes of play after that. He went, th- wasted your own time. Yeah. James, it's a really good point. I'll tell you why. Because the, the logic says that if a team time wastes, that should be added on. And had we not scored the winner at that point, we'd all be saying, well, hang on a minute. There should be three or four minutes yeah. added on. It's, you know, there should be more time added on. But the fact the referee used his discretion, because it's a minimum, it's not a maximum, it's a minimum added time on. The fact the referee used his discretion to say, no, nah, no, no, you wasted you wasted time, but actually it's going to go against you. I'm going to punish you for wasting time by not adding the five minutes on. I thought was brilliant refereeing. Brilliant, brilliant yeah, refereeing. This is part of part of eliminating time wasting. I know in the World Cup, a yeah. lot of people at first was like, why is it eight, nine, 10, 11 minutes being added on? But that's because a lot of clubs, a lot of teams, national teams, clubs in Europe, time wasting is a big thing. You saw yeah. against Newcastle how how men, how much of the minutes across the 90, the ball was actually in play. And it and it, you know, it, it's a disgrace when you really look at it. So I'm glad the referee done that because now teams, Man United, maybe other teams looking in. 
they'll think twice about potentially doing that um, across a 90-minute period. And, and us, and us, and us as well, Turkey, you know, and, and, and Arsenal too. I think every team needs to be aware now that referees are onto this. And if you mm. time waste, there's a high chance, not always, but there's a high chance it's going to backfire. It's going to backfire. Yeah. And I think on Sunday for United, it definitely backfired. Well, let's, let's hope, hope because... Was it Anthony Taylor? Was that the ref? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I thought he refed it quite well. Yeah, I, I, no, given credit, I thought I thought he he managed the occasion brilliantly. But also, let's hope that that is a standard and a precedent set to a degree, and that other refs will learn from that. Because it wasn't that long ago against Newcastle, it was a shockingly low amount of added time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I and and I, you're right. It's that word discretion. I understand that there's certain <coughs> rules that need to be followed, almost you know textbook. But it's the way he kind of understood who had benefited, who had gained from this situation and managed it accordingly. So, yeah. Let's start with Eddie because you mentioned, <laughs> we've all mentioned the winner. Obviously, I was at the game. So the first thing I did when I saw the goal go in, because I did look at it and think it must be offside, I looked at the linesman and the linesman didn't put his flag up. And that doesn't tell the whole story because sometimes the linesmen are weary too. They rely on the VAR to step in. But as soon as I saw the linesman not put his flag up, I started celebrating and then my friend next to me kind of stopped me and said, listen, this, this might get checked. And then I, I calmed myself down. I see the VAR screen come up and I thought to myself, please, please let this linesman be right. And then when it got decided that it wasn't offside, the whole place just erupted. The whole place just went off. The atmosphere was great throughout the 90 minutes, but that moment at the end, you know, if people didn't believe before that moment, I saw a lot more people believe after that moment. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, let's get into it because let's get into it with Eddie first and foremost, because I want to ask Jordan now, you know, a few weeks ago, Jordan did mention Eddie scoring the third goal in a victory, not necessarily being the winner and asking more from him in that sense. This time round, he got the deciding goal. He got and us. An equaliser. And he an equaliser. Was, yeah, he was there at the end of it. So, yeah, Jordan, let's go over to no, you first. And you're, you're, I'm glad you started with Enketia because and I'm glad you've made, you've reminded me of that point as well because I, it, it wasn't so much a, a, an accusation. It was more a, a concern. I think he's the sort of striker that would get the third goal in a 3-0 win rather than the first goal that equalised the winner. And the mere fact that he did get <clears throat> the winner in this match and the equaliser and yeah, the equaliser yeah. in the first half says, actually, maybe this guy can be, you know, knocking on the door of being one of the best strikers in, 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 in the country. I'm so, so happy for Eddie Nketiah because I don't think anybody, there's a few, but there's not many people, myself included, that genuinely thought he could spear, spearhead the Arsenal attack to a title, a title challenge. Maybe not title victory, but a title challenge. I would go as far to say, guys, if Jesus is fit tomorrow, I'm starting Nketiah. <clears throat> I'm starting Nketiah. Jesus does not walk back into this team. On current form, the way we're going, as far as I'm concerned, Jesus has to work his way back into this team. I heard someone made the point on radio yesterday that I think it was Darren Bent was saying, Eddie Nketiah has probably worked his whole life to be the Arsenal centre-forward. He got the big number. He got the big contract. He got a lot of criticism from from the fan base and other people as well. He is now doing the business in a team that is winning and doing well. So why the hell should Jesus, who's the, gla- the, the glamorous fancy signing, walk back into this team and walk back into being the number one striker? 
I think it was James said last week that I think it was you, James, that kind of said who's the best striker of Jesus and Inketia. Um, I would, I, I think there's an argument, there's, there's a debate now. I think, and it's, it, might, it might sound wild, there's a debate to who is the better striker. And I'm not being very, I'm not being, um, what's the word? Um, uh, yeah. What's the word? Rec- recency bias. I'm not, I'm not just factoring the last handful of games. <clears throat> I wonder if, in terms of out-and-out goal scoring, Eddie Nketiah is superior to, to Jesus. I don't think he'll ever be as good a player as Jesus. Jesus can do things with the ball, off the ball, that I'm not quite sure Eddie Nketiah does. Yeah. But in terms of an out-and-out goal scorer, I, I think there's a genuine case now that he is better than Gabriel Jesus. He will have a dip. To, to further oh, add to that point before you continue, I, I, I did read recently that Per 90 minutes, Enketia is only second to Haaland in XG. That that kind of shows you that he's on the end of things. He's there in the box for these chances. And he's only behind Haaland when it comes to that. I know he hasn't played week in, week out for us across the season, but that kind of proofs in the pudding. And and for me, Turkish, he's got to be in consideration for the England squad call-up. I think you look at the English strikers there are currently... I don't see any reason why he shouldn't get a call-up at the bare minimum. I'd also go as far as to say, what I was, I was thinking about this, about this the other day, straight after the game, in fact. I actually think Eddie Nketiah's best game for Arsenal this season was the game where he didn't score. I think Eddie Nketiah's best game was the Newcastle match. I thought in that Newcastle game, he was absolutely brilliant. His movement, his hold-up play, his layoff. He had a couple of good chances that were quite well saved. I thought in that game, he showed me all I needed to know about him being a rounded striker. I know he can finish. I know that he can finish. That's not a question for me. My question was, can you can you hold the ball well? Can you spin well? Can you be a presence? Can, can you be a nuisance? Do you have the pace to beat a person? And he's, he's answered all of those questions for me. The only one question I have left, there's only one question I have left for Eddie Nketiah. Can you win Arsenal a game when Arsenal are not superior? Can you be the difference in a game where Arsenal are not on top? Do you know what I mean? The top strikers in, in Premier League history all won their team a game at times when their team was second best. That's the only thing I've not seen from Eddie Nketiah yet. It's all in good being the bad boy striker when your team's on top and playing well. But when you're on the ropes and you're not playing well, can you be the can you nick us a 1-0 when actually we can say, you know what? Lee, we weren't good there today, but we got a 1-0. That's the only thing I want to see from Nketiah. But apart it's from hard. that, Eddie Nketiah was brilliant. It's hard for him to answer that question considering Arsenal's form in the first half of the season. If I look at the 19 games so far, I only pick out Leeds probably second half where I say we wasn't the better team. Aside from mm. that Leeds second half, I think across the other 19, 18 and a half games, Arsenal have been the better team in each and every one of those. Even the Southampton one, the Man United loss, Newcastle at home, games that we've dropped points in, we have been been the better team all round. So you are. But there right. will be a game. There will be a yeah. game, Turkish, where we're not the better team, and we need yeah. him to do something and win the game for us, or get an equaliser. And I'm, that, that game, that game will come. Is it? No, is it no. on him though, or is that what Saka's come up and kind of proven now that no, on know, him when it comes. When it comes to that, when it comes to those clutch moments, I think I'm more looking at Saka, which Eddie Eddie delivered in the two most clutch moments of the game, which is we've just gone one down, we've not made a good start, we need to somehow revitalize this stadium. And that header, you know, when he beats Wan Saka to it, that's not easy. The cross Mm -hmm. from Xhaka, De Bruyne has done that. We are talking about it for days. 
it is unreal. It's low, it's whipped, it's right on his head. But he's had to work really hard, Eddie, to to get around Wambasaka and get his head on it as well. Um, it's just brilliant. It's a brilliant, brilliant goal. Gary Neville said as much in commentary as well. I'm glad I got the praise it deserves. And then, you know, that finish as well from Odegaard, you know, he's had to just instinctively push it back towards goal. There's not a lot of pace to work with. There's not a lot of, it's just guide it into the back of the net and hope it, you know, De Gea doesn't get to it. Those are massive, massive, massive moments. Um, and Eddie stepped up. I, I couldn't be happier for him because I wouldn't say, I'm not going to do the whole, I always believed in him. That I'm, That's not true. But I always felt that he was, you know, some players, I think maybe like the players we love, Martin and Eddie to a degree, he cannot play very well, but fans will focus more on the things he did right in the game. Whereas I think Eddie can play quite well and people focus more on things he did wrong in a game. 100%. And I, I remember, and I always use this example, Everton last year, we lost 2-1. He came on. He missed that massive chance. And it would have won us the game. I think it was 1-1 at the time. He missed a massive chance. But it kind of went under the radar that he was dribbling past players. He set it on a, put it on a plate for a Bamiang and Lacazette three times and had a massive impact. The only time we looked like scoring was when he came on and no one talked about that. And I really felt for him. That's when I thought, this guy's going to have to do a lot. I mean, it helps if the team's doing well, but I just felt he has to do a lot more to prove it. And I'm just so happy he's getting um, not just the recognition he deserves, but the results as well to come with it. Six goals in six games, you said in your fan cam, I think Turkish. It's a yeah. really good return. I don't think Jesus would have given us that return. Um, and, and just very quickly, so then I'm rambling, but on that Jesus thing as well, you know, you say, you say, Jordan, you know, does Jesus come straight back into this team? He, he was doing well for Man City out wide last year. I think I love the idea that we could go into a game with Saka and Ketia and Jesus on the left. Why not? He's got the flair. He's got the pace. He's got the skill. He's got the combination play. Why not? He could play on the right. Oh, hell, actually, we could go Jesus and Ketia Trossard. Give Martinelli and Saka a rest. I mean, who who would have thought? Like, this is it's amazing what adding a player. I haven't even mentioned Smith Rowe and all that. So it's amazing what adding a player and, you know, others stepping up to the plate can do for the squad. And I agree with Jordan in terms of, listen, I love Jesus and I love what he brings to the side. But on this form that Eddie's in and the goals that he's scoring, It'd be unfair to take him out as soon as Jesus is back from injury. And I did see a video of Jesus with Khabib um, and the UFC UFC legend. Um, and, and Jesus said to him, you know, four or five weeks it's looking like. So, you know, it seems like it might be sooner than expected. But no one's really thinking about Jesus at the moment. It's and bad, that's, isn't it? that's testament to Eddie's, did, you know. Did you see the comp that went around Turkish on Twitter? Um, it was just you know, reflecting over Jesus's you know, form for Arsenal pre-World Cup. And I, I mean, even I didn't realise he'd been that good. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I knew he'd been amazing. But, I mean, yeah. he looked he looked unplayable. Like, he looked he looked like one of the greats. That's, you know, the, 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 the trickery, the skill, everything. You thought, oh, my word. Um, you know, it's like, oh, we've got this guy to come back. And, and something, and, and there was a chance, I think it was an 85th minute, where Eddie should have scored it. It was a clear chance. Eddie should have scored it. I, I, I was going to ask you that, Turkish, as well. That's Curtis, chance. Curtis, sorry, Lee, I know you want to come in there, but Curtis tweeted, um, I'm, I, I can't work out if Nketiah should score that chance. And I couldn't work. I was 50-50. I was like, it's, it's six, seven yards out. You've got to finish that. Or was it just an insane save? I, I couldn't. What do you guys no, think? You, like, I, I was you, gonna... you, ha you have to finish that. You have to finish that. But... 
I'm not getting on his back about it because five minutes later, six minutes later, he pops up in and around the same area and he puts it in the back of the net. And I think Arteta mentioned that in the post-match press conference where he just keeps on going, Eddie. He doesn't let things affect him. He doesn't let the noise around him affect him. He, you know, If he misses a chance, he'll still be there again for the next chance. And he won us the game. Lee, we haven't heard from you yet. No, no, look, good, good conversation. Like, really enjoying it. Like, you know, um, listen, Eddie will miss chances. That's what forwards do. It's what you do next on your next one, and that's what he. he, he I'm, I'm a big thing for this. He don't shy away. He doesn't shy away from anything. Criticism, pressure, he's there. I think he's got a little bit of a raw deal because, particularly last season, because he was getting games when and Martinelli wasn't. Uh, and, and everybody's going, why ain't Martinelli playing up front? Why, you know, it was a little bit of that. So that's why I think there was a little bit of uh, not not bad feeling, but you know, like there was a little bit of thing with Eddie. I think that you know, then then he had the, the number fourteen thing and all that put onto him, and the big contract and all that. I, I, I again, I've waved all that away because I still think. You know, if you you think about a big contract, yes, he's got that. If we let him go for nothing, we'd have actually bought in somebody bit uh, on a lot of money, like big 20, 30 million pound players to be a backup striker. He's done fantastically well. Um, one, one of the things that's just funny enough, is I just got off the phone to to my brother, of course, and, and if people don't know, he's a Spurs fan and all that. Like, and and um, we're just talking about it and he goes, ah, you bloody Arsenal, you're so lucky. He goes, you lose your best player and everybody. And then, and then you bring in Eddie and he starts scoring goals. Oh, I mean, is that luck? Is yeah. that luck? You know what I mean? Or or, or what? Like, you know, I, and, and, and it was an interesting thing because I was just like thinking about what he was just saying as he was talking there. That's opposition fans now were, were not celebrating Jesus was injured or whatever. But what they was actually saying is, oh, that's great now. This is the Arsenal downfall. Oh, bloody hell, man. They've got that. You know, Eddie's coming in, scored six goals in six games. Really, like, um, uh, forcing it. So he, everything we're doing is great. And and I think Eddie emphasises that and, and, and the way that he's gone about things. You know, <clears throat> to me, the Jesus... Um, Eddie argument, I don't, you know, what will be, will be. The greatest compliment I can give Eddie is I think Jesus is our best player. And I, that day that happened on the 4th of December, there, I even know what day it was when I know that he was injured and everything. Like, I was going mad. I hated the World Cup. I don't know. I hate the World Cup. What a sponsor for everything. Like, blah, 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 blah. Forward now, I'm actually saying, like, we haven't missed Jesus. And I don't mean that as a criticism to Jesus because, you know, everybody knows how well he's done. I think that's fantastic. James, it's a great point there. Um, when Jesus comes back, one thing we haven't got to rush him back now at this moment in time, like, you know, and then, then worry about him getting injured down the line. We can ease him back in and then he can play two or three different positions. And that's the good thing about this Arsenal team at the moment. You know, Martinelli can play a different position. Martinelli, a, a, a Trochard can play different positions. Jesus can, even Eddie can. You know, Eddie's played a few games yeah. out on the out, out on the wide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's they're, they're all comfortable doing a different role. And um, <clears throat> I'm going to take a little bit of exception to Jordan. Um, you know, like uh, no surprise. You're never on to Jordan. No, That's I am. never, I'm, never, I'm, James. I never, want never. to see. I want to see. When we we're not playing bad and and, and then like uh, uh Eddie to step up, no, 
we play well every game. Every game we play well. And that is what we dominate teams at this moment in time. And, and <clears throat> when we haven't dominated, we've... We defend well, like you know what I mean, and we 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 get the goal, and uh, so I'm I'm I don't want to see Arsenal uh, on the back foot and holding on to a one. No, no, I, 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 I don't want to. Yes, see you did. It. You said it. You said it. I'm not going to no, go no, back no, on no, it. No, 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 no. I said I said there will be a game where we are second best, and that is the game where I need my striker. Yeah. We might get one chance, and I need my striker to take it. I've seen Man United in their heyday. Be battered, oh, I get Van One us. chance, Same one nil win. Same oh, with Arsenal, that. yeah. So. But I don't want you know, like you know, it's, it, and I, I'm not having a go at you. But this is what everybody says at this moment in time. Oh, I, I want to yeah, see something else from Eddie. Now he scored two goals against Man United, and oh, like let's put another, let's put another thing in front of him now. Like Lee, oh, against here. People are still waiting for Harry Kane to win a trophy, and look what he's achieved <laughs> in the game. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, so, there'll always there'll always be there's always be a something. They're always when are you gonna step up I, in a big final or a big semi-final. When are you gonna and yeah. and, and, and I get it. So I'm sort of sort of agreeing with you, Lee. I, I just I, I just think with Eddie though, it's it's always you know what I mean. Like for instance, he did miss that chance, right? Yeah, and, and everybody's going, Oh, he should have scored that like but but I've seen Jesus miss chances like that. I've seen Martinelli miss chances like that, as what you said earlier on, James. And they brush it aside. I don't worry. You know what I mean? Like, but with Eddie, oh, he's missed that chance. Oh, he should have scored that. What do you reckon? So, what do so you reckon Lee, he should have took that chance. So what? So Lee and James, because I think let's unpack that. Why do we think that Enketia is judged by a different standard to other people? Why do you think we're a bit harsher on him than we are on well, I other don't strikers? Know. I, I think I've got a few answers. Okay, Go on, first, because I'm interested in this. First, I think it's because he is an academy player and almost unless they hit the ground running, you know, Jack Wilshire kind of mesmerized us all immediately, didn't he? Fabregas came in and hit the ground running and why well, I'm getting messages, but I don't know where they're coming from. Sorry. I'll mute that in a sec. Um, Back line, you, the one. You know, they, they came in and kind of immediately had an impact with Eddie. It's taken time. And so because he didn't cost 30, 40 million, you don't have that subconscious or oh, I really want this to work. And he's had a slow start or whatever. I think there's a part of that. I also think it's so, 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 sorry of... before, before you get to number two. Sorry, is that true though? Because I remember no, Enketia coming into true. yeah, and Enketia came he in. Scored, he scored, he scored was... two against Norwich, but otherwise, I don't Smith think he Rowe did a lot. A, Smith Rowe gets let off from things. Smith, Smith Rowe came in and, and he gets left off things because of his uh, no, no, um... no, no, no. Smith, Smith, okay, Enketia came in, scored two against Norwich, but then we didn't really see a lot of him after that. And it was sort of once Arteta came in, we started to see a lot more of Eddie Enketia. Okay. And even though he was kind of scoring in cup games, it was the impact in the league and all that, and he was doing okay, nothing amazing. But Smith Rowe came in and he was a first choice, he, you know, he came in against Chelsea, turned things around, kept Arteta in a job. You know, Bukayo Saka came in and was scoring goals in Europa Leagues away to Frankfurt and, you know, racking up assists and slotting at left back. He was part of the first team. I don't think Eddie, until really now in the end of last season, ever got a run in the first team. So I think that's a part of it. I think the other thing is that also stylistically as a striker, I think people have struggled to place him and understand exactly what he is because he's not six foot three, like towering striker. He's athletic, but he's not like... Jamie Vardy in behind quick. He's not kind of got that Aguero Suarez close control. So is he a bit of a poacher? But poachers have kind of been out of fashion in the game recently. Mm. You know, it's more, mm. you know, you've got to be a complete striker who who adds to, you know, all these facets of play. So I think for a while people struggle to understand 
exactly what Eddie does and, and then everything I mentioned before. Now, I don't think that's necessarily right. I think people should be looking beyond that. But I think that's mainly why people haven't really given him the credit at times. I think the biggest thing for me is up until the contract, I didn't see enough of him. And then when he signed the contract and he goes on to higher wages, then a Saka, then a Martinelli, and he gets a number 14 shirt, expectation rises. And I think that's right. You know, well, you know, once that comes in, once a new contract comes in, I'll use the Mesut Ozil, Mesut Ozil example. Um, completely different players at completely different ends of their career. I used to say prior to Ozil's contract, we let Ozil down. We didn't build around him adequately enough. We didn't, you know, you know, um, build, build on his pros. We didn't have a striker in behind him. As soon as he signed that contract for 300, 350K, whatever it was, I said to myself, listen, this man has signed that contract now. That contract is for a star man. Now, in comparison to Eddie's, obviously Eddie's contract is for a backup striker to Jesus, who came in um, shortly after him. But because I hadn't seen him perform at that level that I thought he deserved that contract, deserved that number, there, there's, there's been a lot of doubt around it. Now, Lee's right. There is still people out here. It's the same with Arsenal. The next test is Man City. Or April, look at the run of fixtures. That's the big test for Arsenal. There's always going to be people out there that yeah. you knock down targets, they'll set up another target. And to be honest with you, sometimes that's motivation. I even look at Eddie's improved performances and I think he's used that doubt. He's used the criticism and he's 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 built himself a stronger character. A better player has come from it. So I think it can work as a pro as much as sometimes it can work as a, as a negative. Do you know one thing I think with Eddie... And I'm just thinking about it now, like, you know, do you know when you, he hasn't got anything that really excites you, but he does yeah. everything well. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. for instance, Martinelli's got like blistering pace. He's got pace, but it's not blistering. It's not exciting pace. I look at players like um, Saka has got exciting skills, drop the shoulder. He can, he he can beat a that. man. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he, he's not, he, but he does everything well. And I, I just think that maybe that's it. I just don't think he's got... Like, Zeus is explosive and goes around players and he's an exciting player to watch. I don't think Eddie is an exciting player to watch. And, and I don't Except mean this critically. sensing where the ball's going to go, which yeah, that, I do believe is a thing, you know? Yes. It, listen, you know, it's no coincidence, uh, James, that he's the one that gets the touch. If he doesn't get that mm. touch at the end, it's, it, but he's there, isn't he, like, you know what I mean? But... Uh, you know, it's it's a gift, but it's not an exciting... I don't know. I just don't know why there is that little thing. I, I like Smith Road, the way he drips, drops his shoulder and goes past players. There's an excitement about him, like, you know what I mean? Saliba, there's something about... I don't know. With Eddie, I just... Maybe it's that, you know what I mean? And that's why people don't Eddie give him the, the flowers he deserves. We've, we've just been very complimentary about Eddie Nketiah, and rightfully so, for, for a lot of the show. Can I just flag two players that I thought disappointed me on the weekend, Turkish? Oh, um, too, too, early for that. too early for that. We still too, got too, 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 too early for that. We haven't talked about Zinchenko. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. How are you so moving to the, the, the two players? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, I'm, sorry. Carry on. I'm not going to make any Edison jokes, but I do want to ask, was Carl Walker still talking rubbish when he said that he was one of the most technically gifted players at Man City? You're asking me? I am, my friend. No, and he's asking about Zinchenko, yeah. Can we, can we just be very clear? Oh. Can we, can we be, 
Can we be very clear oh, about what it is really I actually said, James? Oh, I didn't say you that. got the power to know. He already struck him Always believe I never I said I never said he wasn't technically gifted. I said the statement that he was one of the most gifted was a stretch. I.e., I could name even take out Edison. I could still name five players <laughs> in that Man City squad. I mean, I put him in there, but take him out. There's still five players ahead of him in that squad. Who, for me, are technically more gifted than Zinchenko. However, what I will David. say is, what, 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 what I will say, no, 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 no. What I will say, what I will say is, watching him up front and close and personal, he is more gifted than I thought he was. I will say that. He's definitely I'll better say, than I thought he was on the ball. But I never said not I gifted. Just, I just said there's other players. De Bruyne is more technically that. gifted. Silver is more gifted. Um, Edison, I stand by that. Technically more gifted <laughs> as well. Um, who else in the Man City squad? Foden I, is technically I, I more gifted. I need to say this. and need to everybody to know this. Like, yeah, like When um, Spurs got their fourth goal, he's in the WhatsApp group. Is that an Edison <laughs> assist? Is it like... You know, like, like Oh, yeah, yeah, I need something, Lee. Give me something. Lee. I need something, Lee. I need something. I need something. <laughs> yeah. Was that the one that was a shit touch by Langley? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got to get Edison. He's got to get like you know I mean, like. Unbelievable, like <laughs> fantasy team is his captain as well, like you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, Zinchenko. Yeah, go, on, no, go on, Jordan. I'll let you take it away. No, no, he was, he was, he was. Zinchenko was absolutely, and I play Camden for about half an hour. He, he, on the ball. I, 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 all jokes aside, he is more gifted on the ball than I thought he was. Very, very talented. Very, very comfortable, and knows what he's doing. He knows what he's, he's not just guessing or blagging it. He knows where he wants, he wants the ball to go and what he wants to do. So 100%, um, he, he was brilliant on the weekend as well. I won't spend too much long on Sat. Um, I would give my the match to Nketiah personally. I just think that what he did and his overall play, I thought warranted, um, that, that was a big win for Arsenal. That's a big win. And to do it in that fashion, I thought um, okay. I, I, I thought warranted that. I thought, but I thought there were other. Zinchenko was brilliant. He, he was a candidate for man of match for sure for me. Saka, I let the guys talk about him because I can't chat about Saka anymore. The guys just he's just yeah. on another level. So I, I, yeah. I can't go there anymore. Um, and and I, I, I thought most of the team were good. I thought the game as a whole, just briefly, Turkish. I thought the first ten minutes we were good as always. We came out the blocks fast. Partey almost scored in the first two minutes of the game. It started really, really well. And then we kind of just like dipped a little bit. And I thought we let Man United slightly into it as well. I thought the Rashford goal was brilliant. Um, what, I'll go to it early, but I thought one of my two players that I'm disappointed in, and I've been waxing lyrical about this player for the last him. <laughs> I am. I've just got to get off my chest. Sorry. Let, let, me, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. The first one was Tommy. Can we King. try? And, can we try and have a guess then? Let's try. Who do you think is gonna? Because I can't. I can't think of two players I was disappointed in. No, I can. No, no. I'm going to go Martinelli. I'm Martinelli. Martinelli was trash. I'm sorry. He oh, was so bad. He was. Next. He was very bad. Switch him off. Jeff. Really. Get him off where we are. No, he you was really bad. Below a I'm five out of ten. Jordan on this one. He was bad. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't he, say he, he, trash he, because I thought second half he did a lot more. Oh, uh, he just is making he that first half was shocking. Defender in Wayne Bissett. I thought that that 
was an oh. intriguing battle, the pair of them. Uh, the you whole game, I just thought the decision-making was awful. He played nervous. He was playing nervous. I just thought he was so bad. The minute Trossard come on, he makes, makes an impact. I thought, I, I love Martinelli, but I thought he was awful um, on Sunday. And I don't think he was awful, but a player that let me down was Tommy P. I, I thought Partey gave the ball away That's so tough. much. Mm. But first half, I thought he was bad. Second half, slightly better. And, and I love Tommy P, but I, I thought he wasn't great in, in the game as well. I thought there were two before. Saliba, at times, wasn't as authoritative as I think he's been, but he's a young yeah, player. Yeah, different so Saliba now, by the way. A we little bit. A, a, I think that he's, he's had that fourth card on him. Oh, you think? You think that's well? Okay. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Yeah, different maybe. Saliba now. Yeah, maybe. Listen, that's could I just okay. say something about Jordan, right? I'm going to have to say it now. Getting, oh, what, what, what now? I'm just... No, 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 I'm, I'm getting it out, like, you know what I mean? Martinelli, like, after his performance on the um, super fan debate, you know what I mean? When he said, yeah, get me on there, get oh, me on oh, there. Oh, Lee, 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 Man United fans, He started chickening was... their little tummies, those Man United fans. But hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. Let me ask all of you guys. On the day, who was better, Rashford or Martinelli? Rashford was better on the day. Right. In the first so half he was because I thought Ben White had Ben White's worst game, by the way. But I, I'm I'm saying you this now: one Bissaka and, and Martinelli. It was a fascinating contest, and I, it, it, and, and do you know what won it for the end when Trossard no, come on? He was shattered. One <laughs> Bissaka, was shattered. he had to really defend. Very, he was he, he had to defend well last minute tackles. I thought Martinelli weren't at his best, but the reason he was because he was nullified. I will say this, on the other side, everybody like, you know, going on about Luke Shaw, how good he was, was a different kettle of fish. I just think at this moment in time that Saka's got a little bit more to his game where he's got a few more tricks down his seat. He, he, he caused him all sorts of problems. But I don't think Martinelli was awful. I don't, I, so, I, I you know do. what it was? I do. I think, I think ultimately, Martinelli, the work rate was still there, still pressing, still mm -hmm. tried things. I admire his bravery so much. This guy... You know, and let's forget the jump he made when he first came to Arsenal. And he's actually he actually had a long-term knee injury um, when he was very young. And he took his time getting into this team. I love him, I love him, I love him. And he's been one of our best players this season. Uh, but I do agree with Jordan. I thought that first half was strikingly poor from him. In, in a <laughs> sense that I thought his decision-making was really off. I thought he, he, he wasn't passing when he should have. You're right, that battle with Wan-Bissaka was interestingly... Um, but he, he was sort of slowing up so much, wondering whether he could go around. And by the time he decided he wasn't going to, the pass was off. Now, second half, I thought a lot better. Decision-making was quicker. Wasn't trying to take him on as much, but I thought generally looked a bit more tenacious and at it. Um, but that's fine. But that is absolutely fine. We're talking about young players. That's why we wanted Leandro Trossard or a player of that ilk. So that, you know, it wasn't always and a case of relying on Martinelli. And the comments will come for me. I want to be clear. I'm not saying that I don't like... I'm not saying Martinelli's trash. I think he's a phenomenal talent. I'm saying on this game, I th and maybe it's the standards he set in the, in the last few months, but in this game, I thought he was a four out of ten, and that for me is trash. That for me, I is still not think his potentials as good as Saka's. Personally, I think they're both. Yeah, equal. maybe could go maybe. equally as far for me. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Goals, goals come from the left hand side. Don't come from the right matchup that much, do they? Mm. And I I'll tell you something else. I will say this. Right, and I uh, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna flag up there because I've Gabriel doesn't get the um, plaudits that he deserves yeah. because of uh, <clears throat> when you have Shinchenko, Shinchenko goes all over the place. 
right? Now, I'm not criticising that, but he does. He goes into the midfield and all that, like, you know. So there is a little bit more of a um, job that Martinelli has to do to cover the defensive side of that, like, because there's big holes and, and Gabriel has to do it as well. Fair which, point. Which yeah. doesn't get um doesn't get flagged up as much like on the on the right hand side, Saliba's always got Ben White keeping it in there and Saka doesn't have to do that real doggy defending uh, and bust gutting runs to get back because Ben White's there. Um where on the other side there were times on on, on Sunday there's no one there and, and, and Martinelli has to be cautious of that at times. Uh particularly in the second half when, when he's got when he's got uh, he's got uh, Arteta telling him to get back on whatever, like you know. I don't think it gets that that that's a point. Um, but Gabriel has to cover a lot of ground. I noticed that on Sunday has to cover a lot of ground defensively. On that note, you reminded me because I don't disagree. I, I wouldn't say Partey had a bad game. I just wouldn't say it's one of his best. But there was one moment that yes, struck. when he covered one, one moment doesn't make an a night. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make a game. Yeah. It doesn't make a performance. But he just outpaced two Arsenal players and just moved to Anthony. Won the ball off him. Yes, it's a poor touch it, from Anthony, but that's the desire that I want to see. And he showed it. He, yes, he gave the it, ball away a couple of times in the first half, but. It was, it was like Turkey. Someone was playing PlayStation. They just they just double tapped X, and he just like yeah. freakishly just like zoomed past Zoomed. everyone. It was it was it was it was amazing. Um, I I think the, the game itself it was a they called the throwback to the days where Arsenal and United really had ding dongs, and it was it was it was a really enjoyable game. Um, from that point of view, but I think the result aside, and I think Man United played better than I thought they would. By the way, I thought United, you know, I think the better team won, and I think the draw wouldn't have been a fair result. But I think that Man United contributed to, 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 to the match as well. But I think the biggest thing for me that I took, and I walked out the, walked out the ground because I was there, Lee, um, on Sunday after the, after the final whistle, was that I just had joy, not only because we won the game in the last minute, but I feel like, and it's a phrase we kind of got mocked for a couple of years ago, but I genuinely feel like we've got our Arsenal back. I really, really love the fact that we won that game and we're winning games the way that Arteta wants to play football. We didn't score the we didn't score the winner by lumping it forward, a flick on, mm. and someone just toe poking it in. Well, it was a toe poke, but it wasn't a flick on. We stuck to how we play football. I'm really happy about the football I'm watching and the yeah. fact that Mikel Arteta is not prepared to compromise on anything. I think, and this I could be wrong here. Mikel Arteta is very much like Pep Guardiola in that he would rather draw 2-2 the, the right way playing football than win the game with some Sam Allardyce type football. I think the fact that we are sticking to the principles the manager wants, I think is something that I'm so proud of my team about. And I, I, I just walked out there thinking to myself, whether we finish first or second this season, I've got my team back. I've really got my football team back. I'm, the fan base will just... The, just the joy, the, the hugging, the singing, the atmosphere, the noise, the camaraderie, seeing Zinchenko. I'm not one for this beating chest and screaming and, ah, passionate. I think passion and character are the two most overused words in football. But just seeing Zinchenko and what it meant to him, by the way, a multiple title winner, just made me feel like we have got our club back. We've got players that really are fighting and fighting to bring the Premier League back. It's 20 years. 20 yeah. years Turkish. It's a long yeah. time we've been a and we've been a banter yes, club. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've been a banter club for most of that time. But the fact now we've got a team that we enjoy watching play football, we enjoy their personalities. 
Um, even silly things like our kits and our jackets, we look good. We just, we mm. look good. Do you know what I mean? We've got mm. a team that I'm like, that's my football team for too long, guys. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to, to, to be an Arsenal yeah. fan. I was. I was just, I was, we were mocked. And I just thought the win was amazing. And we'll, in, a, in a league context, it's important. But for me, what's just important is, and what I was in that ground like, yes. This is what I paid my money for. This is what we wanted. Sorry, I'm on an emotional one there. No, you're I right. think it's important. You're right. It was an, it's an occasion to go to the Arsenal now. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to say it's this fun. now. Oh. Uh, I, I've not seen nothing like it before of all the times that I'm supporting. We went a goal down in that game and you think you know, there is that thing of, oh, no. But there's people around you that don't make you, to stop you thinking that. You know, yeah. everybody roaring up, right, you've got to get it. It's no coincidence, guys, that six minutes later, we're level. You know what yeah. I mean? That, you know, that is something, you know, the fan, the players telling the fans to respond. Like Mikel Arteta telling the, the crowd mm-hmm. to get up for it. Not that they needed mm-hmm. telling, but it mm-hmm. just tells you, like, you know, it, it, it gives you a responsibility. Look, look, the players are telling us that we're important. Players are telling us to get it up. The manager's telling us to get up. This, this, So you feel part of it, like, you know, yeah. like, at the end of the game, you know, I know that the tubes were on. There was a bit of thing with the tubes and all that. I, I forget about that. I don't. I think everybody would have stayed anyway. I looked up. <clears throat> they had the Saka Smith Rowe song going. Yeah. People up in the top tier, all singing and dancing. People in the mm. in the corporate and in the boxes outside, singing and dancing. You know what I mean? Like it was wonderful. It is wonderful what you're seeing at the moment. Like you know, it is a pleasure to go over to the Emirates. At the I, I, I remember we beat um, Tottenham uh, last week. And I couldn't wait to this Sunday. And and, and and when I get there and afterwards, I can't wait now to get up to Manchester, like, you know what I mean? Mm. But but the, the, the whole atmosphere and everything like that doesn't disappoint. And the fans make it, the players, sorry, make me as a fan feel part of it. I feel part, I feel responsible. Can um can I give some credit to Mikel Arteta now? Because we're 19 games, we're all finished at the halfway stage, 50 points on the board. We're 19 points away from last year's uh, tally that nearly got us Champions League football, by the way. Um, and it's not, it's everything you've just said about sort of the the embracing of the fans and, and bringing everyone together. There have been a lot of like little symbolic things that Arteta has done that I think have just signified a little bit of a new era and a changing of everything. It starts with the bringing in of that song that is sung, the North London Forever one that is sung at the beginning of games. And it gives everyone, uh, you know, whether you love it or not, I'm sure most people do love it. It's it's at least giving everyone a sense of togetherness, just as the ball's about to kick off. We're all sort of singing together. We're all in harmony, all that. Um, you've got the new designs going around the stadium, um, which I think is important. I think it's a little thing like it's just rebranding the home now. Again, Emirates, a place that used to be easy to play at. They used to be you know, maybe quieter, quieter than other grounds. That was what other fans would say. Now it's loud. Now it's a fortress. Now it's a place where we're undefeated unse- uh, this season. And and then I was listening to Fabregas on Sky Sports. Um, I don't know if you guys have gone back and seen yeah. the punditry yeah. after. My mate Fab. Your, your mate <laughs> Fab, who was a big fan of the... Oh, Did no, he mention Forever Arsenal? Awesome. Um, he, yeah. he said to say highly. He said to, say, to you especially. He said to say highly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he... Um, he was on Sky and, and he said that he was obviously recently doing a little bit of... He was invited to do a bit of coaching or something behind the scenes. Um, and he said that Arteta apparently has an empty Premier League trophy or something. That, you know, 
Was that what it was? What was trophy it? Sorry, cabinet. it's a trophy cabinet. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was like some minute. Well, okay, so I didn't quite hear him, but cabinet, fine. Um, and you know, essentially, yeah, they, they want to fill it, and you know, it's little messages like that. And there was a picture that went round after North London Derby of a word I can't remember the word that was you know in the changing room, and apparently, there's lots of these words and things sprinkled around the ground that are uh, and around the training center that are about sending positive messages all the time and then you you sort of see you know just at the emirates as well the engagement of the crowd like you said all these things i think are really subtle things that are just adding and adding and adding topping up a little bit every single time and i just think arteta deserves so much credit for what he's done to just add he added Vieira. Uh, Saliba came out from loan, Jesus and Zinchenko, and he's propelled us from maybe top four, but a point tally that probably didn't really deserve it, to where we are on a run that mirrored what Klopp and Man City, what, what Klopp's Liverpool and Guardiola's Man City did at their best. Yeah, That's unreal. The, 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 problem, the problem is gone. Sorry, go on, go on, go on. On top of what you just said about Fabregas, he also mentioned something else. He mentioned how when Fabregas walked into the, the the training area and and the facilities, how much they've changed over the years and how when he spoke to staff, they said, listen, 90% of this is because of Mikel Arteta. Now I've given credit to the Cron um, I've given credit to the Cronkays for remaining, you know, behind Mikel Arteta through a couple of the toughest times being an Arsenal fan. And you, you look at the back end now and credit to them for it. But hearing that in the background too, and you compare that to Ronaldo's comments to Piers Morgan about Man United and the lack of investment in the back end, in the back room and the training facilities and so on over the last 15, 20 years. I'm so glad to hear that because Mikel from mm. top to bottom in this club has, has mm. pretty much changed it all. Yeah. They need to they they need to bring Fabregas into me inform me to the club in some kind of a role because I always thought he's one of the biggest and best brains in football. Whenever I hear him do punditry, he's always really really good. I think as a player, you could see that you know the only thing that was maybe lacking was pace, but I think his ability, his vision, his passing ability, kind of got him to where he got in the game. I I, I would just I just think it's a no brainer to try and when he retires to bring him in. Um, to to um to I think he's still playing. Was it for an Italian team? Como, he's still for Como, Como. In, in Serie yeah. B, I believe. I mean, what a life! Yeah. You know, you know, I, I think he would love this Arsenal because um I was listening to Monday Night Football. Great analysis by Carragher on the win, and Carragher shortly after Gary Neville said that there were shades of Wenger. You know, they're playing through the lines and the, the fullbacks overlapping. Carragher went to say that while the positional play is very Guardiola, the frantic starts, the, the goals from wide, all that is very Klopp and Liverpool. I mean, who would have known? We've got Monday Night Football sitting there saying that this team has shades of Wenger, Klopp and Guardiola. But, you know, what I liked is that Fabregas, and I know we've talked to us a lot, Turkish has always said that he doesn't like how almost robotic the game's become, very overcoached and attack and stuff. Yep, yep. But I think this Arsenal team do have immense fluidity. That was my word of the week with Matisse on DR Sports Talking Tactics. Because when we get that equaliser, it's Martinelli who's moved up front in the box. It's Zinchenko's moved into the 10 space with Odegaard. And it's Xhaka playing left wing to cross the ball. But they all know where to be. Um, I'm with you. I'd love to. I know not everyone. Fabregas is in every Arsenal fan's favourite. And I understand. But he still has my heart. And I'd love to see him at the club in some way. I I, I think that's a great point, James. Great point. And and you from there, Jordan. I think Fabregas could be a, 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 a very, very important part of everything because he's one of those players that's come through the ranks, 
done everything like that, knows what it's like. Um, yeah. And also, also, um, which is very, very poignant, is that he knows what it's like to leave Arsenal and then mm. go on and then come back now as he is. And he's, he's always been very, very like, Arsenal's my team, Arsenal's mm. my love, despite going to Barcelona. So maybe like the grass wasn't greener. Should I have done this? Should I have done that? I, I, maybe I was wrong. I think he has admitted that he wanted to come back. I think that he has said that. Mm. So all mm. the things that a, a young kid, a, young, a real player is going to go through and has gone through, He's done all of that, and maybe it, maybe it'd be a very very good thing. I'm a big fan of Fabregas. I think like one of the best I'm, players I've ever I, seen. I love him. I, I agree. To just just find it. I know we've got to move forward, Turkish, but I think it's a couple of things on the game itself to wrap it. I think Ramsdale. Right, let's, let's not let's let's. Go, sorry, go on, Turkish. Go on. Sorry, because because we're talking about Mikel Arteta, and it's back to the game on this. I think quite often we talk about Mikel when it comes to substitutions and potentially being slow. But look at this look at this game against Man United. At half yeah, time, Ben White's got a yellow card. He brings in Tomiyasu. That's testament to the squad depth was slowly building. And then Trossard's introduction came at what seemed like looking back the perfect time. Wan Bissaka was tired, dropping deeper and deeper, and Trossard's fresh legs come on and, and, and cause problems. Brilliant point. I think I, I think you're totally right, Turkish. I'm I think there's more to the Ben White thing than just he was on a booking. I, I don't know what, but I think he was. He weren't he, quite he was, at it, was he? He wasn't. Something was wrong. He wasn't. He was something was definitely wrong there. So I think so that wasn't responded. just. Sorry. Oh, he responded though, Arteta. Yeah. No. Sorry. Carry on. I was sort of saying it under my breath. Yeah. yeah I, I I I just don't. I don't think that was just the. He's on a booking because you don't sub your yellow carded player at half time. That. That felt well, you to do, me like you was... do against, you do against the Rashford who's in form and who can you know one jink and it can cost you a, a man on the pitch. So you might yeah. be right; there might be more to it. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, okay. when you've got a, when you've got adequate backup like a Tomiyasu, you're not too fearful change. You're not too yeah, fearful. Yeah, yeah. Tomiyasu's first five ten minutes, I think he was caught cold a bit. I think Rashford they weren't good. <laughs> they were not good. But then the last 30, the last thirty minutes of the game. Rashford only had three touches. Mm. In the last yeah, he was brilliant. brilliant. Really I thought well. it was a fantastic decision. Why can't I don't know whether he was injured or not? I think it was a fantastic decision. Yeah. How many times have we said, "Oh, get Shaka off now. He's on a yellow card, and he get you know, and he gets sent off, and then you, you know, before the hut, the horse is bowled." I thought that was a fantastic decision from Arteta. You know, and this is what you know. Give, give you know, I've criticised Arteta in the past, but give him praise when he does things well. And that I think was fantastic. I brought it up with my fan cam. I thought that was fantastic managing. I really did. I thought the substitutions um, were spot on. I've just noticed this is the first show we've done since we've signed two blokes. We've got Trossard and Kivio yeah. through the door. Can, can, um, can I just b- b- before we get to the transfers? Sorry, Kivio. Kivio. Yeah, yes. just just before we get to that, my I just want I want to just pick up Ramsdale for what was a really that save from Ramsdale in the second half was absolutely oh, unreal. It was so it was, it was important. That goes in a bit like Spurs when I think it was Kane or there was it Son had a chance one nils. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Cessignon. Sorry. Anyway, what one of those fools? Yeah, um, yeah. If they score that goal, is potentially. A different game, yep. and that save from Ramsdale. I just thought it, not only was it a, a, a brilliant look, look at it properly, it's a brilliant save, but it's an mm. important save as well. So let's give Ramsdale some props for that as well. And we had some fun on the old fan debate, uh, myself, Lee, and Robbie last week with the with the United boys. But it was a really important win for us. If we'd have drawn that game, 
I would have been a bit pissed, but we played well. You know, you, you, you move on to it. So for my rep, I was talking a lot of big talk last week. So we had to win that game. <laughs> you did. But you did. I was talking a lot of big talk. I was talking Made about me more slap, slappings. <laughs> so was I. So was I. Hey, I was on camera with him. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot you were there. Yeah. So it was a big win. But I think now as we move forward, we've come through three big games, Newcastle, Spurs and United and got seven points. Now we're running, we kind of move into what you like, uh, easier run of games, although I hate that kind of phrase. But these are the games now where maybe we're ex- we've got Everton in the league next. They're, they're managerless at the moment. These are games we're expected to win. For me, the season starts now. We are favourites for the Premier League. We are f- the, the Premier League favourites are Arsenal. We're the favourites. So now there's a different kind of pressure. It's not, oh, Arsenal are punching above their wake and they reel in City. We are now the team to be hunted. And these are the games where United won't, you know, Everton won't push up on us. Wolves won't. They will sit deep. We've got to find a different kind of way to beat different opposition with a different kind of pressure. So for me, the season starts now because City are going to come for us. So we've got to be ready and we've got to be, we've got a buffer. I keep talking about protecting the buffer. We've got a nice little buffer, but that buffer can go very, very quickly if we don't realign what we need to do now. We're not; These aren't big, fancy games against Spurs and United and Newcastle. These are games against mid-table to bottom-of-the-table teams um, that will pose different problems. Can we overcome that? Can we get to 10 games to go and still have a, a chance of winning the title? Can we ride that pressure? And I'm, I'm fascinated to see if we can... Um, now we are the, 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 the team to beat, if we can deal with that kind of pressure. We'll see. Only time will tell. You know, Everton's not going to be easy now, by the way. No, nah, new manager bounce. Yeah. Maybe. Listen. It always happens with the Arsenal, that does. You know what I mean? Over the year, even when we was a really uh, brilliant side, the, 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 if you go back in history, we've always played against a lot of teams with the old manager's bounce. So we're going to have to deal with that, which is not going to be easy. And then Brentford at home is not going to be easy. I, I, I see that, you know. Lee. I, that's going to be an interesting game because that's four days before we play Man City. So yeah. do we play a bit more, the rest of a couple of players from where, yeah. you know, or do you go for it? This, 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 every chop, game. Chop, now the, cup. chop the cup. Chop no, the cup. No, I disagree. Go full straight Friday. Cup. Let's go for it. Let's go <laughs> punch and punch and see what we got. I'm, I'm but, but, it. Lee, let, let me, let me just say, when we were crap, when Arsenal was shit, every game was a tough game. For obvious reasons, we were shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about you now, Every game is a tough game because I, I, I'm exhausted, everyone. Is it just me who's heading every ball, kicking every ball with that team? Mm-hmm. I it's feel what everything. We want, James. Every throw we don't win, I'm like, oh. It's what we want, you know what I mean? I, I actually well, talk, well, well, I'm shattered. I'm I was shattered. talking to Julian earlier on and, and, and it's true, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to enjoy every bloody moment of this because this is what I've been craving for, for, for so many years and probably doing my nut and being angry and whatever about Arsenal over the last sort of 10 years, because I wanted my, I wanted this and now I've got it. I'm not, I'm not going to say, well, I'm enjoying it. I want to, I can't wait to go to uh, uh, Manchester City. Like, you know what I mean? I, I can't wait for Everton. Like, you know what I mean? Bring it on, bring it on that Man City game. I want to step Man City game. My God. I am buzzing for that game, like you know what I mean. But we've got we've got to take business before that, like you know. Every game's special now. Where in, in the past, James, you know, we we played Arsenal, Chelsea. We won at Chelsea four two a couple of seasons ago. It was great, but it were it were not nothing really on it, or there was something on it, or whatever. But now, you know, you get a result against that Man United game. 
bloody everything on it. It's fantastic. I love it. I'm soaking it up. I'm a bloody, I am a human sponge when it comes to the arse <laughs> at the moment. I'm soaking it all up. We're going to get into the Man City one just before we do, because James did mention two signings since the last show. I'm not going to dwell on the two signings because I think, you know, overall we're happy with the two signings and what they're going yep. to bring, the positions they're going to play. Do we need to do more is the question. Yes. Because Partey and Jack's positions in particular, I think yes. yeah, when he says one more, I assume you mean a midfielder at eight yep. or six, yeah? Yep. Jordan a midfielder makes it a 10 out of 10 window. But when I look at the whole squad, um, I think we're very well equipped now. I think when you look at the fact that Okay, you brought in a left-sided centre-back. So, okay, well, that means Zinchenko can... Robbie's going to laugh. But Zinchenko can slot into midfield if you have to. Um, we've got a lot of depth in that area. Smith-Rowe can drop into midfield if you have to because you've got Trossard now. And is playing brilliantly. Jesus to return. I think at the moment, it's been like an 8 out of 10. I, I didn't think we'd do even this much. After Mudrik, I thought, that's it. I don't think we're bringing anyone in. Um, I thought all legs were in that basket. But they responded really quickly. Um Two good players. Kivior, I think, well, from what I've been told, sounds like a really good player. Um, Trossard, I, I love that guy. Um, even though even though it felt a little underwhelming because the whole Mudrick thing, whatever, I, I love the way he plays the game. Um, and I'm happy about that. I think it's good for squad depth. And yeah, um, one more makes it perfect. One more. Yeah. I mean, we we have to to, uh, we've been linked to Moises Caicedo, which I think would be very hard to do this window. But... Yeah. Amadou Onana as well of Everton. Mm. I like that profile because Onana, six foot four, can play in Partey's position, but has really been deployed. But can he? I think he, he, he feels, can. He feels, he, he feels a bit more of a goal threat midfielder than a than a kind of box to he's a good, box. He's a good sitting. ball carrier. He's a dribbler. He's a good ball carrier for sure. But I think he, I think he has played in in the eight. And when you've got El Nenny as well, cool. That's just another option. Um, so I'm in favour of. I'm absolutely in favour of these these names being said. Got one more. That'll little bit special. of breaking news. I can give you a little bit of an exclusive if you like. Go on. Then. Oh, go on. Mm -hmm. El, El, El Nenny's injured at this moment in time. <laughs> Nothing to know about uh, on the track. That's worse than the fucking Fabregas thing that Jordan said. Yeah, I've got some news. Fabregas is a big fan. <laughs> well, I'm, I've been a little bit worried He's about El Nenny because there's been a lot of transfer talk. And I still think he's got a vital role to play in games for us. You know what I mean? Like um, Europa League and another game, you know. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I was a bit worried, like, you know what I mean? That he's not involved in the same like, same like Cedric. And there's a bit of rumours flying around that he, he's going to be sold and all that, like, you know. But uh, I can confirm it's an injury. Well, thank you for explaining. Th thank you, Lee. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Our yeah. player who is inexplicably what, what left do out you? of the team, not on the bench, and was watching, you know, with his jeans and jacket on on the side, was actually injured. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, on that note, we move on to Man City, and the the question was full squad or rotation, and 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 hearing El Nene is injured doesn't bode well for a certain position that I think we need some more depth in because I don't really want to see Thomas Partey picking up any. What I'd call unnecessary knocks or injuries in in a game. I love the FA Cup. Listen, the FA Cup goes way back for me, but this season in particular, it does look like we, you know we've got bigger fish to fry at this moment in time. And there ah, is a big. You're, you're changing your tune now. Two months ago, you loved the FA Cup. Oh no! <laughs> I do love the FA Cup. FA Cup. Just yeah. 
flip flops, flip flops, flip flop season. But when it comes down to it, ah, oh, no, nah, you know what? Bin it, bin it. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I prefer not to speak. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. I listen, I love the FA Cup, but when you're sitting top of the league, when you're still in Europe, and you've got Man City away, I know we've been the better team this season. You know, we have been the better team. Pep Guardiola said we're the better team, whether he's using that as incentive to lift up Man City or not. It is facts. We have been the be better team this season. Squad depth compared to Manchester City. That's what lets us down. Hence why we talk about certain positions, injuries, and whether we need another body in the transfer window. Now, there is a gap between Man City and the midday Everton game, a seven-day gap. With the El Nene news, on top of how I'm feeling going into that game, I wouldn't mind seeing squad rotation. I wouldn't mind seeing Trossard start. Jakub Kivior, it's not like he's coming in and he's 18. He's a 22-year-old Polish international. He played all the games at the World Cup for them. He's experienced enough, in my opinion, to, to maybe protect Gabriel a bit more than we have done this season. So I'm going to answer my own question before I ask you guys. I want to see a squad rotation this Friday against Manchester City. A bit of the first team and a bit of the backups. Lee, let's go to you next. Yes. I want to say, I, I, I hear what James saying, go strong. They're not going to go strong, and nor are we like, you know. I look at this at two advantages. If we win this, fantastic. If we don't win it, it's an extra game for Man City. It's a, it's a good thing. But I'm looking at this also on the bigger picture. If I had a thing to, to one, I, I, you know, I, if I were to say bin in one of them, I would probably bin the Europa League. But because it's that sort of Thursday-Sunday thing, you know what I mean? Like, um, mm. not so much time, time things. But for me... Look, Smith Rowe, where do you play Smith Rowe in this game? For me, we've got Trossard well, 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 now. Sorry to cut you, Lee. Lee, James had a good game the other day. Um, why don't we go through the 1 to 11? Who would pick? All right. I'll go um, first then. I'll go gone. first. Yeah. Turner in goal is what I'll go with. Tommy Asu. I agree. Mm -hmm. Agree. Rob Holding. Agree. The new, what's, what's the new fella? Jacob. I like that. Yeah, go with that. <laughs> Hmm. El Nini if he's fit well your source just said he wasn't well, he's, he's injured at the moment he might be fit this <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you dropped the world you sources. dropped the world's worst exclusive I, I was worried about him going on a transfer that's what I'm saying like you know what I mean I've got some exclusive news right Arsenal okay. Arsenal might win or might lose or might draw on Friday <laughs> I can bet I, I can I can bet that I've got some breaking news Turkish is wearing a cap. Well, <laughs> that, that, I've got that no is, news. I've got is. no. I've got no tracks at the bottom as well. Jesus Christ! What is going on in this podcast? What is going on? So no, no, no I would then go with. Uh, let's get breaking back to news. Lee's got please. a little one down there as well. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am going to put Smith Rowe into the eight. I want to see what if he can play that role. So mm -hmm. I'm going for Smith Rowe and uh, Vieira. Free up, free up front. Trossard, Martinelli, oh. Martinelli. Pick up, pick up his game. He had a poor game against United. His yeah, probably Martinelli uh, uh, and Eddie. I, I, I'm still going to go strong with my front three. Who's your front three? Sorry, Trossard, Martinelli. Eddie Ketia. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can I go next? Uh, same. Go on, you go on. No, go on. No, go on, John. Go on, John. No, you go, you go, you go, you go, you go. That is very rotated, Lee. 
Uh, I'm going Turner, Tommy Asu, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko. Then I'd go Odegaard, Partey, Xhaka. And then I'd go Martinelli and Ketia Trossard. That's very strong. So just leaving Saka out. Saka and White. White. And Ramsdale. If Elneny were fit, I would put Elneny for Partey. But I don't think he will be. Um, but yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's have some fun. Why not? Let's go for it. If we win, Newcastle are out and it's opened up a bit. Um, I'm hearing not? a bit. Of, I'm hearing a bit of an echo, but yeah, I just I came out of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah, so am I. I think it's you, James. What? 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 It's not. I just muted myself. It's not. Is it you, Lee? What? 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 Someone mute Lee and then just leave him. Leave I'll him. Be yeah, um, just just kick him out. Um, I, I'll go next. I, I was go. I would go. Um, I'd go Ramsdale. I'd start Ramsdale in goal. Uh, I'd go Tommy Asu left back. Tierney, le- sorry, Tierney left back. Tommy Asu right back. I would also go Gabriel and what and Gabriel and Saliba. I would go yeah. El Nene if fit, um, Vieira, and I want to see Smith Rowe central as well. So I'd go Smith Rowe in the middle as a three. And my front three would be through the middle in Ketia. I'd go, yeah, Trossard and and um, Martinelli. So that's I'd, I'd go quite strong as well. I think Lee's team gets battered. And we could say it doesn't really matter. It's a free yeah, hit. I think, so. I think losing 4 0 is. is, is... <laughs> <laughs> I think it does. I think Leeds team gets absolutely battered. Even a rotated Man City team, I think, batters that team. So I, I wouldn't go too, too rotated. <clears throat> Chuck, I think I'd probably go to Turner. I wouldn't mind seeing Ramsdale either. Um, Tierney left back, Tommy Asu right back, Saliba and Kivior centre back partnership. See so yeah, how that goes. Um, then in midfield, if El Nene is fit, I'll be going El Nene in the six, Emil Smith Rowe and Vieira. You know what, Lukonga and Vieira, Lukonga has been a massive letdown every time I've seen him. But I thought Lukonga as well, but I've, yeah, I sorry, go on, go on, the next six months are crucial, and I think we need to see him a bit more and give him a few more chances. And, and let's see, That's let's fair. see what he can potentially do against a team like Man City away from home. who on the counter, especially, there'll be some space. So, Lukonga, Vieira in front of El Nene. Then I'd go Emil Smith-Rowe. Oh. I just said Martinelli on the left. Um, I'd go... I'd go Martinelli on the left, Trossard up top, and Ooh. Marquinhos on the right. There's two uh, interesting little things. That our next Premier League game is after the transfer window closes, so it's there's potentially another body in for that, which is interesting. Um, and by the time the Europa League comes back, just on the topic of FA Cup and how seriously we should take it, by the time the Europa League comes back, I think actually, I'm certain we'd have played Man City already once at the Emirates. In fact, we'd have played them twice because of the, the FA Cup tie as well, but we'd have played that all important Premier League game at the Emirates, and that will, I think, dictate a lot of what we should do in the Europa League. You know, if if we've beaten Man City and maintained anything like this lead, or if they've come to the Emirates and won 
and then somewhere along the line the gaps close a little bit more maybe we start to think about whether it's really worth putting everything into one basket when we've added to the squad and all that and we'll see what else we add in in the rest of January window so we've got a lot to learn I think before the Europa League comes around but I would go full strength for the well not we're near full strength why not I think it's a chance to be competitive and maybe imagine we go and win imagine we go and win there and then City just start to go oh it's not it's not only we can't keep up with them in the league. We've just now now couldn't beat them over ninety minutes, or or not even win, James. What if we go and lose, but we 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 just lose? We push mm. them all the way, and they're thinking, bloody hell, we beat Arsenal in the cup, but just <laughs> this team yeah. is a problem. And if they destroy us, and then and then maybe that's a momentum swing. But you know what? I think you've got to take that chance. Gunley, would you take a replay? No. Uh, no, we don't. We, we don't. We don't. We don't need it. Well, I don't know. I don't really care. Why not? I mean, it means we'd have got a draw there, and maybe we've got a chance of beating them at the Emirates. I don't know. But you know, you know, when Liverpool and Man City, the rivalry really began. You know, the, the chasing for the title. They started to play each other a lot. You know, they met in the Champions League quarters. Um, oh they met in a few cup ties, as they did yesterday, Wem- uh, last year at Wembley as well. <coughs> you know, I think you want. You want these two teams battling out across other competitions. I think it just adds to it all. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just One thing I just, yeah, I agree with touch on that. Yeah, I just it's, like, it's a game we just don't need. Um, I one thing I've got to mention actually as well. I find it ironic that the general consensus, just going back to the United game, sorry, was that the Old Trafford match. We all agreed that we left Old Trafford feeling quite positive despite losing mm-hmm. about where we were going. And I think yeah. Man United fans are the same on this game. The United fans were like, yeah, we lost. Yeah, you were the better team. But they had signs and things to clutch onto um, that believe that in the next 18 months, they will be where we are. Do you know what I mean? I, I found that kind of symmetry yeah. quite quite interesting. And I actually think... Manchester, what if United, we played... uh, Manchester United are Harry Kane away from being a very, very good side. I, I, I think you're right, Lee. But I, I think we actually play better at Old Trafford. I think I really am upset. I'm still angry about that loss. Old Trafford is really burning me. That defeat really, really pissed me off. I think we were. I know we're game. wrapping up. I know we're wrapping up. Sorry, I think the way, sorry I to think, go back. Sorry. sorry no, sorry. no, no. But I, I think multiple. No, because it is an interesting point. You're right that the whole United performance. And I saw it really debated on Big Six as well between Toby and Saeed Turkish, and mm-hmm. I, I think they were both kind of right. And what I mean by that is, you know, Toby was right. Arsenal did actually over the 90 batter United way more shots way better chances uh, way better sort of um, sustained pressure in key key areas but I think the credit to United I probably said it best on DR Sports is I think with Casemiro missing Dallow missing uh, yeah you know a few players Vegos lean the line whatever I thought I, I think United fans are encouraged because Ten Hag was able to deploy a game plan that in a lot of ways stifled Arsenal from playing near their best and you could see that we had to respond in the second half and get going and yeah. and I, I didn't actually expect that I thought we'd have control for most of the game and I don't think we had control in that first half we had the most shots, and in transition we were good but I wouldn't say we had any control in that first half um, and they that's why they carried a threat well, they did and they didn't they, they they did in the sense that they pressed and, the, and they were able to open up the game a bit but they point. didn't really ask that much of Ramsdale I mean the big save in the second half and that was and and you know that was it. But the goals are sort of freak goals. I mean, unbelievable from Rashford, yep. and then a really silly second. Just just, just going on that, I, I, I slightly disagree with that sometimes. There was a time when they broke on us, and um, 
Was it McTommy had a shot and all that? Sometimes that can frighten a team. Think, oh, I don't want to go too gun because they're going to hit you and all that. But we didn't. And I think that's the impressive thing about Arsenal. They, they thought, well, I, I watched this against Tottenham. Tottenham come out in the first five minutes. We played around them a couple of times and frightened the life out of them. And they went back into their shape. Arsenal carried on doing the things that they thought were good at, despite despite the threat of Man United and, 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 and their attacking players. And that's what I think made that performance so much better for me. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Great, great game of football, I thought it was. You know what I mean? And I, I'm telling you, Manchester United are, are, are on their way back. Uh, mm. make no, no I think so too. Yeah. Mainly because of Ten Hag. I can't rate Ten Hag. Ten Hag is a brilliant manager. I really think he's the problem that we have to face in the next couple of years. He will put together a team that I think will be a title contending team. And then if not next year, definitely they'll be up for it the, for the following but, year. So. But, but in saying that, um, but in saying that in about him and everybody's going on, I think he was one of the reasons they lost that game because he went defensively with the 20 minutes to go. Um, they were shattered though. I think. Maybe, yeah, maybe, they, 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 because they had, we're yeah. running them ragged. But also I, I will have to say, which is the big thing for me, is that when you see people like Bruno, who's a very good player, um, Feigning injury, time wasting. De Gea, what is embarrassing, what he done in the last minute. Even the referee who hates us, like telling him to get up. Yeah. When you're seeing top teams, and I, and I mean top teams, these you know Newcastle as well. I put in this category teams in the top four, time wasting to mm. get a point. You, you expect that from teams down the bottom, but we're getting the teams from the top coming doing that now. That is the biggest compliment mm. I can give this Arsenal mm. team. I tell mm. you what, back to back weeks with a win on. Eric Dyer, Harry Kane, Hung Min Son, Christian Romero, Bruno Fernandez, David De Gea. Oh, yeah, lovely, beautiful, beautiful. Get those cigars out, guys. Well done, Arsenal. <laughs> Let's, they, they deserve a big up for that. So three tricky yeah. games have come through. You know, four, four, Brighton away, Brighton away, Newcastle home, Spurs away, United at home. You're right, you're right. We've we got a big up. Yeah. That's a really difficult. Yeah. Before that Great happened, point. everyone was like, oh, let's see Arsenal now. No Jesus, big games coming up. United are playing well. Get out of here, man. Light work. Yeah. Let's keep it beautiful. Uh, let's... It's, been a good, it's been good since the World Cup. Been, I've enjoyed it. I've had a nice Christmas. Yeah, we have. We have come back nice well. The food and Arsenal winning games of football. Fantastic. <laughs> Don't ruin it. One more player. Let's, let's reel it back in for Man City. Thank you to Jordan for messing up the direction. But sorry, you know, sorry, needs... sorry, sorry, sorry. What about that well, table? Just... There's, been, there's been a change, I believe, in the table. Sorry, 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 sorry. Well, I, I thought we'd just quickly touch on the North London Derby and the win at Stanley <laughs> Bridge as well, mate. Look out for Forever Arsenal extra. Jordan and James go, go in on the last four fixtures. Um, yeah. Here's the table. Four-hour podcast. Come on, you oh, oh, look at that. It's painful to see. <laughs> Lee, cool game, Turkish, I could easily be on 23 with Lee on 25. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, James, I'm, I'm two back. Two, and yeah, he was a minute or two away, but... What did you all say again? Me and Jordan went 3-1 and Lee went 2-1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. it only takes a minute. It only takes a minute. We, we all sort of expect uh, a my fairly similarish game. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, get um, your first. <laughs> uh, listen, I need to just for the just for the audio listeners on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. 
Um, 27 games have been played now. 27 predictions in the bag. I currently lead the way on 27 points. Lee's in second on 26 points. Jordan now in third, clear on 21 points. And James in bottom fourth place, 20 points. The old, the old step, man. <laughs> <laughs> you could write a book about it, could you? Like, but I'd say, well, if you did, no one would bloody buy it. That's I wouldn't want to read any of your books, Lee. Bloody hell. <laughs> no, no, ladies. No, no, ladies. They're all pictures. All right, cool. Prediction time for Manchester City away in the FA Cup. It's a big one. It's a difficult one. It's a hard one to predict in terms of what the lineups oh, are going to be yeah. like. And I've got to lead the way in it. And I'm going to say... Hang on, hang on. Should we write down our scores? No, don't start changing goal no, pipes. That'll be for next season. Oh, no. exactly what, oh, okay, exactly okay. What, okay, exactly what Turkish you say. I don't care what you say, Long. All right, gonna, okay. All right. I want to keep that point. I'm going to go <laughs> with 2-1 Manchester City. <laughs> Slug. Traitor. Manchester City. Traitor. Yeah, I'm not See, listening. I'm playing 3D chess. By predicting a few bad results, I'm now behind Jordan, which means I know what he's going to predict, which means I can now jump the table. So, <laughs> Lee, over to you. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Two, two. Uh, I'm going 2-0 two. Two, no City 2-0 no. City 2-1 no. yeah. James you're going 2-1 who? To the Arsenal Come on boys Come on James Why not Listen FA Cup Bit of fun Let's have it Let's have it Let's go full. That's assuming we go full strength now Sorry uh, well, we've but, all, yeah, come on. We've all got it. different Take scores. Change. I've gone two one City. Lee's gone two two. Jordan's gone two nil City, and James has gone two one to the Arsenal. I'd love nothing more than James to be right, but we'll see how it goes, people. This Friday I actually, night, I, I actually yesterday. wouldn't. <laughs> no, I, would, I don't I mind would. getting knocked out. <laughs> I would. Wow. I would. Obviously, if you ask, if you ask me, four points out of six against him in the league or winning the FA Cup. I'll take the four points out of six in the league, but football doesn't work like that. No, so let's exactly just right. try and get the exactly job done right. if we can get it done um, whilst protecting a few players. <laughs> but yes, people, that's the predictions. I want you guys to let us know your predictions in the comment section. Have we all got comments of the day ready oh, to yeah, wrap it up? Yeah, sorry, I forgot about As that. we're all bringing it up, people, we've done overtime again today, hour 20 minutes. So make sure you hit the like button, get the likes up to a thousand. As always, people, the last show we did, was the first show that broke 100,000 views. So love for the love, love for the support. Big up everyone sharing it. Big up everyone engaging. More than 700 comments. 90% of those about Jordan, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, big up all the, all the viewers and listeners. Um, there was an insane amount of comments. So yeah, thank you to the, all, the, all the love and hate that we get. Um, I haven't got a comment this week, but I do want to just say big up Claude. I saw a gentleman in Ealing who was looking at me and again i always get scared when people look at me because i'm like you're gonna rob me you're gonna fight me you're gonna do i owe you money um but he recognized us me from from our fantastic podcast so again big up claude who's a regular watcher of of the podcast oh, magic. big up claude big up neil who i met last week after the tottenham game um and he mentioned that you know he watches the show as well 
and yeah we keep it moving people let's get into it and i'm gonna go first because mine's more for my ego than it is for banter or do it do it do it do it dj breeze tv turkish the hardest working man on arsenal youtube Jeez, come on <laughs> come on I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. Oh, this is one from your mum. No, this one's from Terry. <laughs> this podcast and the big six are easily my two favorite shows on YouTube right now. Come love on. Big up, Terry. Love for the love. I'm changing mine now, then. Lee, you're absolutely wonderful from Love Mum. Dinner's ready. (laughs) (laughs) I've got this one. It's from McGray. This show is just brilliant. You guys are all brilliant. And James and Lee had me in tears when they say, who shall not be named said he didn't watch the match. (laughs) (laughs) Not the first time, won't be the last time. Obviously, James walks off and I'll turn my telly off. You know... That was a yellow card. I can't even fight it. That was a yellow, was card. A yellow card. It would be a red card. I um, Jordan. I hope. I hope you take this. Oh, well, it's from Vito. He says it's the most backhanded compliment. Jordan, <laughs> the one guy on YouTube that I can count on to let me down. I appreciate the consistency. <laughs> <laughs> That's quality, that one. That's quality. <laughs> Love it. Yourself, Love it. That's what we want I'll That's take brilliant. it. I'll take it. I'll take, take it. <laughs> Go on, Jordan. Wrap it up for us. I, I, I haven't got one. Sorry. I, I, I don't have one this week. Apologies. My my comment was the big up, big up Claude's. But um, I saw there was like the 700. So I wanted to say everyone to, that, that watches the show, big up yourself, man. We, we enjoy doing it. And we, mm. we enjoy that you enjoy it. So keep it coming, man. Keep it coming. 100%. People, love for the love. Like I said, hit the like button if you haven't already. Leave your comments in the comment section for a chance to get in. Comment of the day on the next show. The next show will be next week after the Man City FA Cup fixture, before the Everton midday kickoff on Saturday. And it's going to be a very special show because it's the first time we're all going to be together in person recording. Mm. So we haven't decided if it's going to be pre-recorded or live yet. I'll talk to the team and see what we can do. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure the notification bell is on and you'll know exactly when it is and how it's going to be presented. Um, And continue supporting the channel in all aspects. Tactical Insight has come out. Bias Show has come out. Invincibles is due to come out later on this week. I'm doing a supporters club. Chris Hudson back in the building. Sharoy back in the building. Potentially Curtis Shaw back in the building. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure the notification bell is on. Yeah, just, keep Shiro- just keep Shiroi on that show for me. Yeah? Shiroi can stay on supports, yeah? Just keep him over there, all right? Just thank you. And thank a perfect you. ending to the show because Jordan's interrupted yet again. So <laughs> sorry, we'll, sorry. We'll, we'll end it like that, people. We'll end it like that. Hit the like button if you've had enough of Jordan. You'll probably get the 5,000 likes this time. <laughs> Two million <laughs> likes. <laughs> oh, you're going to break the internet. <laughs> break the internet. All right, people, we are out. Like I said, Love for the love. Continue supporting. A lot of good content coming out thick and fast. We are going to be here next week in person. Make sure you're there, people. Make sure you're there. Peace. We're all out. Sports Social Podcast Network.